Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Tips and Slip Sports, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, degenerates, and welcome back to the Talking the Line podcast. You are tuned in to episode number six of TTL. We can't thank you enough for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Friday of bets. And before we go any further, take a few moments and smash that subscribe button on whatever listening platform you are currently hearing this on. If you could be so kind as to leave us a rating, We certainly do appreciate those five stars. And last but not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will find the Talking the Line link tree. There, you will find all of our content so you can consume it however and whenever you want. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your humble host, Colton Colt45 Sroka, and it is without further ado and my humble pleasure to announce the co-host of this podcast, A man who is a graduate from the Harvard of the Midwest, the Illinois State University. This young man, his blood runs green and thick and a little bit of touch of yellow in there for those Packers. And this man is so ready to get back on this heat streak and keep cashing tickets this week because we finally turned the ship around. Degenerates, ladies and gentlemen, gamblers, Mr. Riley, R. Mags, Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? Thank you. I'm good. I'm good. I'm tipping my cap to the crowd who's cheering us on here. But uh, hey, man, we're heating up. We're heating up. We got those couple couple of tough days behind us here this past weekend, and we are rolling right along, we cashing some tickets. We needed it bad, man. We we had those couple rough days, and now we're rocking and rolling. Yeah, we're rocking and rolling. We'll we uh, we have five and one on the pod on, on Wednesday, Wednesday yeah, and we are cruising right along on yesterday's. At the time you're listening to this, yesterday's picks on the newsletter. Uh, Dayton cashed at minus four and a half with ease. That was my big play of the day. And Oklahoma State's battling currently as we're recording this mm-hmm. to uh, try and stick in the game with Baylor. Nuggets are up uh, in the second quarter, I believe. Mm-hmm. Nuggets minus four and a half. Yeah. Teaser is very much alive. Very much alive. That so, 10 a.m. time slot, 10 a.m. a.m., 10 a.m. 10 a.m. time slot. <laughs> has been kind to us these last two days out of the A-10 conference tournament. Uh, these yeah. conference tournaments are rolling right along, and I am absolutely loving it. There's nothing better than uh, some sports mid-week, mid-day. Mid-morning. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it, there's nothing better than it. it. It just gets me so excited and juiced, and it just lets me know we're in March, the best month for Easy college basketball. Easy right into the day very nicely. Oh, just easy into the day, especially when you're cashing tickets to start your mm-hmm. day, baby. That mm-hmm. just gets the vibes going. Now, we... Uh, we got a, a kind of a shorter episode here for you guys. Um, not a crazy great slate today. A no lot, NBA. No All Star break is here. So exactly, and there's a lot of conference tournament games kicking off. Conference tournaments kicking off, and Reg, you know the regular season kind of coming to a close. Yeah, and so a lot of weird lines, a lot of weird mm-hmm. stuff going on tonight. But hey, we promise we scoured those bad boys and we found the most value for you possible. We have some guaranteed locks for your Friday evening. The uh, Arnold Palmer Classic is uh, kicking off here uh, yesterday and is moving in the second day here today on Friday. At the time of this recording, Corey Connors is tied with Rory McIlroy at six under. Mm -hmm. I sprinkled a little bit of money on Rory because he plays really, really good at this course. After this round or beforehand? Beforehand. Mm. He's sitting at plus 280 right now. He was sitting at plus 850 when I scooped him. 
Okay. So uh, very interested to in see how that cooks out. I might, uh, depending on how he plays, I might uh, sprinkle another little on something. Nice. We'll see what happens. Nice. So stay tuned for that. Uh, definitely we'll have a little bit of that going on. Interesting uh, odd split there. Corey Connors, who you said, is tied with. He's plus 1,400 compared wow. to Rory's plus 280. So the Sharps are thinking he just had a once-in-a-lifetime day, and he's going to come out and shoot triple bogey tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, it is what it is. We'll see what happens. We'll see what shakes out. But looking uh, like a pretty stacked field so far, and uh, DeChambeau is right behind at 5-under. Yep. Another pretty cool news that came out yesterday is uh, the Overtime Elite Basketball League. They are coming out with a pro league for high school-aged kids. And I could not be more excited for this. These kids, they're looking for anywhere 16 to 18 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. And they will be willing to waive the remainder of their high school basketball career and then any potential future college career, but they will make minimum six-figure contracts. Now, if they don't go to, or maximum six-figure, I know it's like 100K I was reading in there. Now, if they don't go pro and and all that kind of hits the fan, then they will give them a 100K scholarship to go to school, Mm. whatever the case might be. Because if they sign this contract, then they forfeit playing any college basketball. So if they end up not going pro, they'll give them this $100 so they can at least go and get an education. Yeah, it was only a matter of time, man. You kept hearing buzz of similar leagues getting talked about like this. You had guys over the last couple of years going to Australia, going to Europe to get paid and play basketball. Uh, So I love it, man. I'm excited people are going to watch it. You should have some high-level... High-level basketball going on here might, you know, kick the NCAA in the ass to do something as far as compensating players, whether Maybe. it's rights, uh, you know, likeness rights, mm-hmm. whatnot. Or I'd I'd be surprised if they straight up paid people, but I think the likeness is coming down the pipe pretty soon. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, it should be really interesting. It's just another another feeder organization, and honestly, there's 16 to eight year 18 year olds. Like for example, could- think back to Zion. They saw him at 15, 16 years old on highlight reels, throwing down disgusting dunks. That's exactly what I was going to say. 16 to 18-year-olds, I'm 25 years old, and there's 16 to 18-year-olds on that hardwood right now that would whoop my happy ass. No question. There's 12-year-olds. There's 12-year-olds that would do that. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just... There's so much untapped talent, and if they have the ability, sign them up. Let's go, man. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Some... Other huge news coming out of basketball, the um, out of college basketball, actually, we're looking at uh, the Villanova Wildcats. Big, bad, heartbreaking news for the Wildcats. Um, second leading scorer on the team, Connor Gillespie, tore his MCL. Colin Gillespie. Col- uh, yeah, Colin Gillespie tore his MCL and is out for the season. Uh, Villanova was high up on everybody's list yeah. for postseason run, for yeah, after East those, run. Yeah. I mean... That that hurts. That hurts them big time. Yep. Big East is certainly wide open. Gillespie was the second leading scorer on the team, uh, leader of the team. Uh, you know, Big East is wide open now. Right. We'll see if it's Creighton, you know, the rest of the pack, who knows. But, you know, after the Gonzaga, Gonzaga Baylor, Michigan, they were a handful of people's, you know, fourth or fifth best team coming uh, coming into the tournament. And that's, uh, I'd say, out the window now. You know. I would, too. We'll see. We'll see how their seating is affected by that. Whether or not the committee takes into effect him being out, or if they still, you know, give them the full body of work. Typically, you know, they don't drop them all the way down. You know, to you know an eight seed or something like that. But they, I don't. Right. Not going to be a one seed. I'd be. I'd honestly be surprised if they're a two seed. I, I, you know, I think they might be three or four seed. Sure. Maybe win a game and uh you know, then have a tough, tough one in the second round. So yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, that's a that's a heartbreaking loss for them. So we'll see what happens down there over in Villanova. And uh, to wrap up, little opener here. We were gonna make this into a segment, segment, but due to the underwhelming response, I mean, come on, guys, what are we doing out here? We were gonna do fan question Friday. So I guess this is a little bit of a primer. We did have uh, one of our OG followers, uh, good, uh, good subscriber and listener of the pod and uh, reader of the newsletter uh he chimed in a little bit so we're definitely going to read his but this is a little foreshadowing every friday from here on out we'll do a fan question friday we'll pepper it in there if you guys go to the twitter page on thursday afternoons we will go ahead and post uh hey this is the fan question friday maybe with some alerts whatever around it like we usually do 
Drop your questions in the thread. It can be about bets. It can be about rumors. It can be about whatever. You know we talk sports. It can be about anything. It can be about anything. If you just want to know more about us, hey, yeah. absolutely. Whatever you want. It's Fan Question Friday. We want to hear from you. We are not here just to spit random shit at you. We want to connect with you, and we want to know our audience. So please, please flood us with those on uh, Thursday afternoon, and we will absolutely get you on the pod on Friday, Friday mornings through the rest of the evening whenever you listen. So without further ado, we had Mr. Drew Fructal at DFruck5 and PayDAC on Twitter. If you can tell where this man... Where his allegiances lie, yeah. 100%. He says, uh, hi, longtime listener, first-time caller. How likely do you think a Russell Wilson trade is, and if so, where? He said Raiders, Cowboys, Bears, or Saints... Raiders and Cowboys seem fairly committed to their QBs, so I would think if it were to happen, it would have to be either the Bears or the Saints. Riley, any opening thoughts? Hey, man, you're the one that's got the team on that list there. So <laughs> I'm so glad you let. <laughs> I am so glad you let me start this. So I have been seeing insane rumors, and first things first. A Russell Wilson trade is very possible. At first, the Seahawks were like, ah, we're men in this, this is our guy, whatever, no big deal. Now they are fielding calls. According to Diana Rossini, they are fielding calls. I believe at least 75% Russell Wilson does not play for Seattle next year. 75% is a strong lean, I know, but I don't think he plays for Seattle next year. I think that relationship is now too goofed. It has come into the media. Not only is the Seattle side, but the R3 side. That whole thing is a mess, and you don't want to have that in your... Why do you want to have that starting a season? Mm -hmm. So if they can get the right price, for sure. Now, okay, he says Bears or the Saints. The Saints, I don't know what's exactly going on down there. Drew Brees looks like he's juiced up for a comeback of his lifetime, yeah, the I way he's, he's working out, but I don't know if he's going to exit. I don't know if they want him enough. I don't know to... if they want him. We'll see what happens as everybody's been hearing this upcoming week, man, is supposed to be an absolute slaughterhouse across the NFL. So we'll see what happens yeah, there we'll too. See. But back to Russell, I definitely see him either going Saints or Bears for sure. Saints, you know, I, I just don't want this to sound Homer, but crying out loud, man, I just, the Bears, I do not, I can't foresee the Bears not going all in on a quarterback. It's the one thing they need. You haven't been paying attention then. I, 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 I've been paying <laughs> not attention. Not right now. Not right now. I but, mean like the but, history well, of the Well, to Bears. history of the Bears. Yeah, no freaking kidding. But right now, it is the only logical thing they can do. If Ryan Pace does not dislodge his head from whence between his legs and make the decision to make a move. Now, what do I mean by that? I'm not just talking Russell. I'm talking about the boy down there in Houston who we could have picked and we absolutely effed up in the draft and we didn't take him, but now he has an opportunity to come and be a Chicago Bear and I'm talking about Deshaun Watson. And if we get either one of those quarterbacks, that allows us to actually score the mother effing ball on offense and not worry about every single time our defense having to score the ball i would be enthralled if something like that happened that's my hot take i think that the bears go all in on this on either one of them either russ or deshaun just because deshaun will sit out he don't care and he will sit out and if the bears give him a good enough number maybe ah, who mm -hmm. knows but but they're also saying they're not going to trade him so who knows who knows what happens there but russ if you give russ the right number and it's a goofy situation down there in new orleans now granted say it seemed weird i and, Not, but also, you know, the just trade because, is the same just because Drew there didn't say the Cowboys, honestly, if the Cowboys wanted a deal done with Dak, I'm sorry, Drew, but they would have had it done by now. That That's the bottom line. Like franchise tag or not. They would have had it done by mm -hmm. now. You're not playing around with that man. Now, granted, the last time anybody saw him on a field, his freaking ankle was hanging right. off of his leg. But it's just it's the name of the game, man. So then you got Raiders, Raiders. I don't know. I could definitely... We talked about a few weeks... Or last week, a few episodes ago, we talked about the potential of Mariota and Carr getting moved. Right. Definitely Mariota. So it's it's wide open. I'm not sure what package they could put together. I, I, I mean, if they thought they had the right package, I don't think they would feel, uh, you know, too committed to Derek Carr. Right, right. Because I, I don't think he's as bad as some people say, but I, I don't think he's winning, taking you... Certainly not taking you to the Super Bowl. I don't know if he's taking you to the playoffs. You're uh, a little more optimistic about the. I mean, we're both biased about this. You're obviously a Bears yeah. fan. I hate the Bears, so I'm <laughs> going to be in the, f the far opposite camp. You said 75% he gets dealed. 
I'm going. It. I mean, it doesn't sound good. I'll be honest. It doesn't sound good. Not at all. I'm less. I'm going a little less aggressive than you. I'm saying forty percent. He goes somewhere else. Okay. Um, I think the bear, and this is the Packers fan in me who's seen the Bears not do anything as far as trying to bring in a quarterback for mm-hmm, mm-hmm, years mm-hmm. on end. I know. I know. Um, I I think you're getting played. I think I am too. I think you're getting played. You're getting flirted with. Yeah. You're getting. You know. You're getting a little excited. Thanks for crushing me, man. <laughs> Thanks for crushing me live on the podcast right now, dude. Like. You just took all of my energy away. And, this podcast is going to be shit now. And this Thanks isn't personal for you, but uh, I, I'm getting enjoyment out of it. I'll be completely honest with you. Not you. Not you. All Bears fans in general. Yeah, 90% hey, of the people I know are Bears fans. You guys should see this look on his face right now. Like, it is it is, it is grimacing. Well, the other aspect of it that, um, uh, for me, and I've mentioned it on here a couple weeks, or a week or so ago, it's, the, uh, it's March 4th. There's no NFL going on. Draft is still a month and a half away. They don't like not being at the forefront of the conversation. Mm-hmm. They they do that whether it's the NFL or you know ESPN because people consume the yeah, they consume the NFL. Right. They cook up these stories uh, to get people talking, and maybe there's a shred of truth to it because uh, obviously, like we said, it does not sound good in Seattle. Um, and like you said, I don't know how he goes back into that locker room because he didn't talk. You no. know, he talked poorly about his offensive line, whether he meant to or not. It, you just can't do that in the media. O line right. guys see that they get their feelings hurt, and then and I think, oops, Seattle, unless they can get a, you know, whether it's a QB with potential or you know someone like you said about Dak, right? I don't think they're gonna just send Russell away without getting some type of. Whether it's hands down future uh, franchise quarterback or future franchise quarterback, yeah, or picks or whatever the case. And the might Bears be. don't have that to offer. They don't have that to offer at all. I know, and we're four million underneath the cap. But it so. sounds like, I mean, like you said, they sh- <laughs> to please Who their knows? fan base to do something to shake it up. They have they to go want. all in. But we're also talking about Houston. Sounds pretty delusional down there. So I. I they, who knows? Uh, who knows what's going on? But uh, as I said before, uh, according to Diana Rossini and confirmed by Pat McAfee, to, uh, this upcoming week is supposed to just be pandemonium right, right, right. in the NFL. So we'll strap in tight. We'll definitely be uh, giving you our takes and everything coming from there. Um, so yeah, that wraps up Fan Question Friday. We wish we had a bunch more. Uh, we went a little bit windier there uh, just because we only had one. So as a reminder... And we had pretty strong opinions. And we had that. really strong opinions. <laughs> As a reminder, on Thursday afternoons, check it out on the Twitter. Just stop by five seconds. Type out something you want. You want to know our Can favorite be something color? Something as in depth as this. Yeah, something as in depth. You want to color. know? You want to know what my cat's name is? You want to know what we're doing on a daily basis? What bets we should avoid? Anything? Let us know. Drop it in the comments, and we will make sure to put it on Friday's pod every single time, no doubt. Now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado. It is everybody's favorite time of the Talking the Line podcast, and that is our favorite bets and plays of the day. From here on out, it is nothing but locks. It is nothing but winners. It is showtime. It is go time. We're strapping up the boots, and we're ready to go to war with these sports books. First things first. As we said before, no NBA slate tonight, so we're going to give you a little bit wider uh, depth of NCAAB plays, and then we're going to give you a nice little twofer NHL parlay. Mm -hmm. So kicking things off, I'm going to toss it over to my partner over there, and he's going to tell you about our first college basketball play of the day. Yes, sir. As mentioned, we've got some conference tournament action going on today. Uh, We are rolling with some MVC tournament action. That is the Missouri Valley Conference. We've got the Indiana State Sycamores minus five and a half versus Evansville. Indiana State is 12, 9, and 1 ATS on the season. Evansville is 11, 12, and 1 ATS. Uh, ISU is 7 and 2 ATS over their last nine games, while Evansville is 1 and 5 ATS over their last six. Uh, Indiana State beat Evansville twice in February 76, 70, and 87, 73. Uh, Evansville is a, you know, only one game, but they're zero and one on a neutral floor, which this is. Uh, I also marked down that they're four and seven ATS on the road, which obviously this is a neutral site. But in a uh, season this year where uh, little to no fans, you know, those road games are typically neutral site games. Yeah. Maybe a team or two has a better advantage, but uh, you know, if you travel well. Mm-hmm. Or you don't. That's it. You know, that's a key stat. So definitely, definitely uh, four and eight ATS 
against the road and neutral site. So I love it. Love Indiana State minus five and a half today. Might as well bang it home a little bit more. We got the Purple Aces of Evansville one and seven ATS in their last eight Friday games. Okay, one and five ATS in their last six overall. Just to give you a little more to your point. Also, Indiana State is seven one and one ATS in their last nine, and they are six one and one ATS in their last eight versus a team with a losing straight up record. We could not love them more in the last five meetings between these teams. One more time, four zero oh, and one ATS in the last five meetings. This might uh, this might drop to four and a half five. Also, it might it very a lot of times. Well a lot of times when you see those five and a half, they tend to dip down to four and a half five. Yeah, and I kind of felt like this about Dayton yesterday, and you know it could be a tight matchup, and then at the beginning, and then Indiana State's going to say, "Wait a minute, what are we doing? This yep. is the MVC tournament. We need to turn up," and they're going to blow them out by twelve. Yep. That's the first lock. Lock it in. Indiana State minus five and a half or the best line you can currently find them. For our second college basketball lock of the day, I'm taking this one and we are going with the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets against the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Now, the Yellow Jackets have absolutely caught fire over their last five games even last six. They are 5-1 and one straight up, 6-0 and oh ATS in their last six. The Jackets have just been destroying teams. They beat Virginia Tech by 16. They beat Miami by 27. They beat Pitt by six. They beat Syracuse by seven. And most recently, they took down favorite Duke in overtime, 81-77, and we did have that play. We hammered Georgia Tech. We love them just as much in this position, and not just because they're playing hot, because of how poorly the Demon Deacons have been playing. Just disgusting. Garbage. The Demon Deacons have lost their last five games in a row, actually six games in a row, and they're one in six ATS during, one in five ATS during that time. All six games, double-digit losses. Double-digit losses every single time they did play. Excuse me, one of those is a seven-point loss, my bad. Either way, close enough to a double-digit loss. They did play Georgia Tech already once this season on January the 3rd. Georgia Tech won 70-54 to as nine-point favorites. We love them to do that exact same thing tonight. They are 5-0 and ATS in their last five following an ATS win. They are 4-0 and ATS following their last four straight-up wins. Wake Forest is 0-4 ATS in their last four following an ATS loss. They are 0-5 ATS in their last five overall, and they are 1-4 ATS in their last five home games versus a team with a losing road record. They've got a couple games here in the last couple of weeks where they're barely cracking 40. Barely cracking 40. 46-84 loss to Virginia Tech, 39-60 loss to Clemson. It's It's rough. It is very rough for Wake Forest. I actually took them on uh, Tuesday. Yeah. Took them on Tuesday against Pitt as five-point dogs. Pitt has played terrible. Mm -hmm. They can't cover a spread to save their lives. And they let it go in the final minutes and lost 70-57 to after keeping that game close all night long. Yep. They have a tendency of just not being able to get it done. It doesn't matter who's on the court, who's shooting. They're just not getting it done, ladies and gentlemen. So with the second lock of the evening, we are taking the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets at minus nine and a half or whatever the best line you can currently find them at. And for the third NCAA basketball lock of our Friday favorite plays, we are taking the Colorado State Rams versus the Nevada Wolfpack. Now, you might be thinking we're a little crazy in this one because Nevada has been quite hot. They are 6-0 ATS in their last six home games. They are 5-1 ATS in their last six overall. But I say, hold up a minute. Those last five games have been a little parsed out. Did you know that Nevada has been ravaged by our good friend, the Rona? Their last game was on February the 28th, where they lost to Utah State 87-66. They lost the previous game to that to Utah State 75-72. And before that, their last game was February the 7th. The Rona really showed in their last two games against Utah State, against especially the second one, losing it by 21 points. Mm -hmm. So then you got to take a look at Colorado State. Colorado State hasn't lost a game since January 29th against 
Boise State. They waxed Wyoming twice. They waxed Air Force. Mm-hmm. And then their most recent win on the third, they took out New Mexico 87 to 73. The If this is a pick, you have to go with a hotter hand. It opened up as a pick. It'll probably move up to Colorado State minus one and a half, I would say. However, we got to ride with Colorado Colorado State in this one. Road team is 4-1 and one ATS in the last five meetings. And overall, Colorado State is 17-4 and four straight up, 11-8 and eight ATS. Sometimes you can throw ATS out the window for these. And Nevada's 14-9 and nine straight up, 16-6 and six ATS. We love Colorado State to get it done. Partner, you got any other stats you were kind of looking at there? I saw you might have had them. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Colorado State's been decent enough on the road. Uh, ATS, 5-4 and four ATS. Uh, no, no sweat there. You know, right. if, if it was like one and seven, two and six, something like that, then there'd be some red flags. Sure. Uh, but they've taken care of business on the road. So, and the last matchup actually where, uh, Nevada lost to Utah state 87, 66, I got to looking and I saw that Nevada out rebounded Utah state 44 to 22, and they still lost that game 87, 67. So I had to do some investigating. I was like, how does that even happen? That's not possible in college basketball games. Like that so little little look, little dig. Oh, it happened at the charity stripe. Utah went to the stripe for twenty seven shots and made twenty five of them. And Nevada only went to the stripe fifteen times, made ten. So you know me, I'm the charity stripe man and a half. So I had to look. Oh, what are these what are these boys coming in at? Uh oh, Colorado State seventy eight point four, good for fifteenth in the nation Ooh. from the stripe, and the Nevada Wolfpack seventy five point four at forty third in the nation. Okay, that's not bad, but fifteenth in the nation. But fifteenth in the nation, that's legit. One more little tidbit on that: Colorado State ranks fourth in the nation at sixty three percent free throws allowed, putting people on the line. Okay, Nevada ranks one hundred and fiftieth in the nation. At seventy point two percent. I love that. Uh, that is these. That's a yeah. These mountain these Mountain West games are what are what come. I mean, they come down to it. Yeah, they come down to it every time. And if you're going to give me a pick'em and a team that clearly shoots great free throws against a team that struggles at the line and puts other teams on the line, hammer it home. Yep. Plus one of them's hot. One of them's cold. Absolutely. So. That we couldn't love that one more. And partner, what's our last one of the day? Last one going right back to the Missouri Valley Conference. We've got Missouri State minus seven and a half versus Valparaiso. Uh, Mizzou State is 13, six and one ATS on the season. That's a decent amount of money there if you're betting on Missouri State every game. Oh, yeah. Valpo is 11, 13 and one ATS. MSU is six, one, six and one ATS over their last seven. Uh, Valparaiso is three and six ATS after a straight up win. Uh, which they are coming off of. Uh, Missouri uh, Missouri State is 6-2-1 ATS on the road. That is a very crisp road record. Mm. Uh, and my favorite here, Missouri State is 11-1-1 ATS as a favorite this season. Uh, oh, yeah. So when they are, you know, when they're favored, they get it done. They take care of business. They get it done. And to drive that point home even further, Bears are 5-1-1 one one ATS in their last seven versus a team with a winning record below 400. Okay. So that's, I mean, if you don't, if you need more than that, the Bears are 7 1 and 1 ATS in their last nine versus a team with a losing straight up record. Okay. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and 100%. like you were saying about Indiana State in the Valley Tournament, Missouri State's not going to want to play around with Valpo. They got bigger, they got bigger fish to fry. And you might have to sweat for the, a little bit of the first half. That's how these are going to start. They're going to start off a little neck and neck, and you're mm-hmm. going to say, oh my gosh, Cole Riley, seven points. What are you guys talking about? And then. It'll ease on out in the second half, and they'll cover with ease. Yep. No problem. I would honestly project this game as like a true maybe 9.5, even 10.5-point game. I I think that Missouri pulls away quite handily towards the end. Yeah, I think so too. Most definitely. So running through them one more time for the Talk in the Line, college basketball locks of the day for March 5th, 2021. This beautiful Friday, we're taking Indiana State minus 5.5, Georgia Tech minus nine and a half Colorado state at a pick'em and Missouri state minus seven and a half. And again, either those lines or whatever the best line you can currently find them at. Now I'm going to go ahead and pass it on off for our NHL two for 
I almost said two for Tuesday because that's when we usually run it on the <laughs> newsletter, but our NHL two for parlay of the day to my partner, he selected the Washington Capitals on Wednesday's pod, and we got to rub that in everybody's face who was against us on yeah. the Bruins. It had felt some, so good. Had some mouth breather sliding in our Instagram DM saying 500-unit whale bet on the Bruins. I mean, chirping us, and then I, I didn't hear nothing after that uh, mm, Capitals no. victory. So, partner, lay it down. Tell them what we're rocking with for this Two for parlay. Yes, sir. We've got a nice little plus 150 two for going for you. Oh, boy. Uh, first leg is the Minnesota Wild versus the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, Minnesota is Minnesota is 6-2 and two straight up over their last eight games. Those two losses came to arguably the best team in the league, Las mm. Vegas. Yes. Uh, they are real solid this year they've got some solid wins recently over colorado who's been really good on uh, arizona here has been uh two and five in their last seven uh they've been struggling lately uh pretty close in the standings actually points wise but uh you know minnesota separating that separating themselves mm-hmm. um arizona just lost on third excuse me uh just what uh, Lost two of their last three. Lost to Colorado twice. Took down uh, the Kings, who have not been so great this year. So yep. no sweat there. Uh, so I love the Wild in the first leg. What about you? I do as well. Wild are nine and one in their last ten Friday games. Wild are five and zero oh in their last five games as a favorite, and they're four and zero oh in their last four versus a team with a losing record. The Coyotes are one and four in their last five games as a home dog. The Coyotes are 1-4 and four in their last five versus a team with a winning record. And overall, the Wild are 5-2 and two in the last seven meetings, and they are 9-3 and three in the last 12 meetings in Arizona. Okay. Wild take care of business to the Coyotes during the regular season. Yep. What's the second leg, pal? Second leg. We mentioned those Vegas Knights. Uh, we are taking Vegas over the San Jose Sharks. Mm. Vegas is uh, has four straight wins, uh, as mentioned. Two of those are over Minnesota, who's been real solid this year. Uh, one of those is also Colorado, who's been uh, you know another one of those favorites this year. Mm-hmm. San Jose is three and six straight up over the last nine. Las Vegas won this meeting three to one. Uh, only meeting in the season so far. Just completely overmatching San Jose. Uh, I don't care if it's home or away. Vegas is taking them down tonight. I uh, believe these odds straight up are about minus 200 for Vegas here. Mm-hmm. Uh, paired with Minnesota, you got plus 150. Yeah, We absolutely love those Vegas nights. Drive it home with Vegas. Yeah, they're 4-2 and two away this season straight up. Uh, San Jose is 2-4 and four straight up at home. Vegas holds the much better record, obviously, at 14-4-0-1 compared to San Jose, 8-10-1-1. You know, Vegas is averaging a, about a half a goal a game better, and they are allowing uh, about a goal and a half less than San Jose is. Better on the defensive side of the ball, or ball, better ball. on the defensive <laughs> side of the puck, better on the offensive side of the puck, and they're better on penalty kill, better on uh, penalty shots, so... They are definitely should be the favorite in this matchup. They're six and one in their last seven as a road favorite, and they're six and one in their last seven versus a team with a losing record. Yep, sign me up. Yep, Sharks uh, average of four goals given up in their last three games. Yeah, that one, that doesn't usually uh, lead to too many wins. One and six straight up in their last seven as a home dog. Okay. Sign me up, man. Sign me up. Sign me up, Sign up all day. Up for that plus 152 for... You better believe it. One more time, the Minnesota Wild money line and the Vegas Golden Knights money line. Parlay those bad boys up for a nice, juicy plus 150 odds, and let's hammer that bad boy and cash it on home. Now, moving right along, we are going to go ahead and slide on into something that we both have been waiting for for so long i don't know how long we've been waiting for this we've been seeing these headlines for months and months and months i you know it's finally here it's finally here pal now what are we talking about kids we're talking about ufc 259 jan blakowicz versus israel adesanya oh my gosh i cannot believe i just said that magnuson I can't believe it either. That's Ooh. you know, that's just the tip of the so, iceberg. You got three title fights uh, here. So you we've been, know it. We've been complaining about uh, how these fight nights have been just as good, mm-hmm. if not better, than some of these 
just as good as some of these uh, uh, UFC pay-per-view cards. So, Right. Yeah, this is uh, definitely going to be quite interesting. You know, it wouldn't be me as Colt to not come to you and just run through the full slate of UFC 259. I mean, I had to look through this thing about five times because of how excited I am for every single fight on this card. I mean, from the early prelims all the way up to the main card, it it, it doesn't stop. As Mags alluded to, three title fights, but four champions. That's right. Israel's going for the double belt, double champ champ, light heavy and middle. That would be insanity then you have amanda nunes versus megan anderson uh putting up uh amanda nunes is putting up her strap on the line that should be interesting at 145 mm-hmm. and then you got Piotr jan putting up his strap at 135 against aljamain sterling that is going to be insanity yeah that's uh that is the closest odds on the entire card main card undercard doesn't matter right. closest I, right now i'm looking at it, they're both minus 110 yeah so yeah. that's gonna be a that's gonna be a battle so let's just uh, start from here from the beginning. Early prelims, I'll just shout out uh, some of my favorite favorite fights uh, from the bottom all the way to the top and then maybe some uh, possible betting options I'll be looking into. As far as favorite fights, these are just ones that you should pay attention to, ones you should be thinking about being sat on the couch and holding on to your armrest when these bad boys are going on in the cage because they're going to be top notch. Um, first one coming up, I'm actually really excited about the first fight of the night. I, I think it should be a scrap in the bantamweight division. You have, uh, or yes, the bantamweight division. Uh, you have Mario Batista fighting Trevin Jones. That should be a war. Um, just kicking it off. Mario Batista is eight and one. Trevin Jones is twelve and six as a pro. They uh, line up pretty evenly, pretty even reach, and um, Bautista's hitting about 6.91 significant strikes per minute, where Trevin's about 3.7, but they're right even with accuracy, just 56 and 51. This should be full of absolute haymakers. I don't really know who takes this fight, but I think this is going to be fireworks to kick off the card. For sure. Uh, Bautista's opening up as a... uh Minus two thirty favorite right now over Jones. Mm. Jones plus one ninety. So I think I alluded to this last time. Somewhere like when they get to maybe like plus two seventy to plus three thirty as a mm. fighter as an underdog, mm. that is the perfect position to take that money line. I don't know why, but for some reason, the UFC fights so far this year in twenty twenty one, when they get to right around that level, that underdog always wins. I. It's been crazy so far. So keep your eyes peeled for that little uh, pro tip right there coming straight from TTL. You move right along, not really too interested in the next few fights. And then you got the city kickboxing boy, Jake Matthews, fighting Sean Brady. Jake Matthews, I believe, is actually coming off of a... Uh, of a victory in his last matchup there where these guys where the, all the Aussies fought on the same card. Yeah. He actually uh, beat Diego Sanchez uh, in unanimous decision. When all these guys fight on the card together, these city kickboxing guys, Izzy and all these random different guys, it just doesn't matter. They always come out and come out swinging to the max. They want to take over when they fight on the same card. They're not looking to draw. They're not looking to... They are looking to come and take over. As the great Conor McGregor says, we're not here to take part. We're here to take over. Mm-hmm. I I can't wait to see Jake Matthews get back into it. I mean, usually he he always has fireworks. And I know Sean Brady's going to bring it. He's 13-0 right now. Yeah, he's 13-0. Minus 210 favorite for Brady right now. Uh, yeah. Matthews plus 175. But uh, yeah. Like you said, Matthews is intriguing there at 175, plus 175. Big time. Keep an eye on that fight and maybe potentially take Matthews as an underdog. That should be absolute scrap from the beginning. I'm going to skip over the next one. Uh, Not too enthralled. It should be a nice little matchup at 205, a little light heavyweight action, but it's some guys who aren't even ranked, just uh, trying to make some names, you know. Then you have the headliner of the early prelims, Tim Elliott versus Jordan Espinoza. Tim Elliott, I just can never, ever, ever bet against a mullet, you know? Him and Michael (laughs) Chiesa, those two boys, I just can't bet against them. And, you know, he's coming in as a plus 100 underdog right now. Might not be a bad spot to scoop him up. He 
does get outstriked compared to his opponent in in regards to um, significant strikes. He is landing his significant strikes a little bit higher percent, but he is more of a ground guy uh, compared to Espinoza, who I think Espinoza is just kind of rising up pretty uh, pretty quickly here and trying to make a name for himself. So that should be an absolute banger to wrap up the early prelims. Then uh, kicking off the prelims, the regular preliminary card, we have another city kickboxing boy in Kai Kara, France, fighting Rogerio Bonturin. This should be bananas as well. Kai Kara, France is absolutely pissed. He dropped his last fight. He was on the card with Izzy, with um, Jake, with all those guys, and he he was the only one that dropped the fight on the night. So he doesn't want to have that yeah, he's again. Coming, he's coming back with a vengeance. He's coming back with a big vengeance. I absolutely love him in that minus 135 spot. That should be absolutely ridiculous. I mean, he's landing almost three more significant strikes per minute over Hogerio. Even though he's not as accurate, he's landing them at a much higher clip. And I think even though he has been a little shaky on the ground and Hogerio is very good, very, very good Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner, you know, I think Kai just, he, he's he's rebounded. Mm-hmm. He's rebounded. So yeah. I, I think that should be an absolute awesome fight to watch. The next one up after that, you got Joseph Benavidez fighting Askar Askarov. Now, these are a couple of, uh, couple of just absolute scrappers. Obviously, Benavidez has been around for forever in a day he's one of the the goats of the organization i definitely see this sorry megan olivi you are one of my favorites but i definitely see this being uh your husband's one of his last fights in the ufc joseph is is kind of getting towards the end he he really really took a nice beating against davidson figueredo in his last two fights i mean you remember that choke out Mm -hmm. and and he just Mm -hmm. looking back i mean it it was pretty bad. It was pretty rough. And if Joseph doesn't win this fight, if I mean, if even if it goes to decision, I could probably see this being one of his last fights yep. on his contract. So Definitely. Askarov knows that, and he's going to come out swinging. And you can't beat against a man from Dagestan. Like, you, you can't bet against that. They, these, these are fighting people. They fight bears for a living. They grow up fighting bears, and they live on rocks. Like, that's just what they do. Yeah. 12-0-1 professional career. 12-0-1. Yeah. Like you said, you just don't bet on. Yeah. And then you got uh, the big man, Song Yadong, fighting Kyler Phillips. That should be an absolute scrap and a half. I mean, Song is just a practitioner and a half. I haven't I haven't seen too many Kyler Phillips fight. He hasn't fought for a while. He's 8-1, and one, but I don't remember the last time he fought. Do you remember the last time that he fought? Uh, I'm pulling up right now. He's got only two fights in the UFC uh, back in October of 2020. Um, so yeah, he's won his two fights in the UFC here uh, against last one against Cameron Else, Elsie. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, and then Gabriel Silva in, back in February, 2020. So just two nice. fights over the last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. won them both decision and uh, KOTKO. Okay. So yeah, I, I look for definitely Song Yudong in that he opened up as a minus 150 favorite, which he should be. He's, he's definitely the better of the two there. And then headlining the preliminary card, oh my goodness, he steps from behind the microphone and implants himself in the eight-sided octagon. Dominic Cruz fighting Casey Kenny. I am so juiced up for this fight. This might be outside of the championship belts bouts. This is my favorite fight on the card. Casey Kenny has proved himself time and time again over his last few fights. He has been dominant. He's not let it just slip away. He showed what he's made of, and he has earned this fight with Dom Cruz. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get it twisted. Just because Dom's coming off that loss with Triple C's Henry Seudo. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I rewatched that fight just for shits and giggles mm-hmm. a couple days ago. And Dom, he was in that fight. Dom was in that fight 150%. He was in that fight. And he was 150% right to say that he does not. Um, oh, now I'm blanking on the ref's name. Of course, as soon as I need to know it, um, I, it's not Goddard. It's. Um, I. Oh, man. Now I won't be able to think about it. But he actually has put in a special request that that ref does not referee his fight. Really? He actually had said the last time that. Um, he smelled like cigarettes and booze. Really? When he when he pulled him off, because if you see, oh, it's uh Jason Herzog. Okay. Yeah, Jason Herzog. Uh, geez, I could not think of that for the life of me, and then it just all of a sudden comes to me. Um, 
yeah so you you can see at the end of the fight like jason has a hold of him he like he grabs him and like pushes seudo away and like you can just see him like look at him like bro what the fuck (laughs) yeah you don't even smell right this is weird and he was obvious he was obviously so mad i mean dom was in that fight the whole way there's no way that fight should have been called dom coming the round before that dom was playing with henry cejudo and went into henry's corner messing with him and he was so in that fight that he was playing mind games with him and then went and tapped him on the shoulder and went into his corner and they like had a good laugh in the middle of the cage like it, that's how in that fight Dom was. Yeah. So hey, I can't wait to see him get back. He he needs he needs to get back in the cage, and I'm super excited. He's the underdog right now. Yeah, he, I don't uh, know if you said that, but he's the underdog. Yeah, right I now. didn't say that, so that's pretty cool. Uh, moving right along to the main event. Oh man, we haven't seen this man in the cage for a while because he absolutely obliterated his ACL in his last matchup. But he's back after a crushing defeat. He is back. Tiago Santos is fighting Alexander Rakic. I could not, from a fight fan perspective, this is the fight you want to watch. This is the light heavyweight bout that you want to be tuned into, minus the championship light heavyweight bout, right. obviously. This one is going to be awesome. Rockets throws everything he's got into every fight. Tiago Santos is back, ready to rock and roll. I was watching some of his training videos. It, this is going to be a war, folks. You should be locked and loaded, ready for this. Santos opening up as a plus 135 dog. You know, I actually honestly believe that. Rockets has been getting it done in his last few fights, man. Yeah. Only uh, only one loss in the UFC a couple fights ago back in December 2019. Took down Anthony Smith back in August yep. by decision. Uh, and like you said, uh, with Santos, lost his last two. Obviously, the title fight with John Jones, and then right. uh, submission to Glover to share. Yeah, that was that was rough. It was the Ezekiel choke from Glover, his uh, signature. I talked about that last week. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. So next one, you got Islam Makachev versus Drew Dober. Drew Dober, the American boy. Yeah, you know, whatever. I gotta go with Makachev. Makachev has. Rose, he's one of uh, Nurmagomedov's pupils. He's come along right upside with him. He's uh, eighteen and one. Yeah, minus three seventy. <laughs> I mean, he, he's just he's another second. Dag, he's yeah. another Dagestani yep. wrestler, man. Yep, second biggest favorite on the card, I believe. If yep. I'm not mistaken. No, I don't think you are. I think uh, you're right. After Amanda Nunes, who we're about to talk about, obviously. But yeah, that's that's yeah. Makachev looks oh. looks like a you know maybe a little parlay action with that one. That'd be a great fight to watch. Definitely tune into the Makachev fight. That is going to be whoo. That is going to be a absolute tactician. Then you have three more. The rest of the fights, um, we have Piotr Jan versus Aljamain Sterling. We already prefaced it, but boys and girls, this is going to be insane. I talked about it a little bit last week. Piotr Jan is a scary human being. He is a scary human yeah. being. I'll say that twice just so you know. He absolutely made... I, I rewatched the Aldo fight as well with him, and that fight was over two minutes too late. Yeah, Herb Dean should have called that oh, fight yeah. a long, long time ago. Jan was in control from the jump. Now, I really like Aljamain Sterling's chances. This is, I mean, as you said earlier, this is the tightest spread. They're, they opened up both at 110. I mean, you cannot love this matchup more as a fight fan. Aljamain Sterling has the wrestling to hang with Piotr. He can take his opponents into deep waters and allow them to not be able to breathe. I mean, he, and he's got it on the feet too. He's got it on the feet. If they want to turn it in, he said it. If if we want to turn it into a slugfest, we can. But then I'll take him down into deep waters and I'll let him feel that. Yep. So Yeah, he, uh, in his UFC career, he's only got one win by KOTKO way back in 2014. Aside from that, his last five fights, uh, he's won his last five fights, couple by submission, three by unanimous decision. Nice. And the co-main event, we have Amanda Nunes versus Megan Anderson. Oh my goodness, the Leoness is back in the cage finally after having young Reagan. Congratulations, congratulations, new mama. Uh, we absolutely uh, love to see it, but it's time to get back to work, Amanda. Mm-hmm. She's facing very stiff competition in Megan Anderson. Megan Anderson's got the reach and three inches in the 145 women's division is a lot. That is, Amanda Nunes has the thick, stocky, the grappler, the the brawler build, and Megan Anderson's got that city kickboxing Muay Thai build. I see this fight going the distance. I really do. 
I really do. I'm interested to see it now. I don't think Amanda, and you know, I alluded to this to you a little earlier uh, before the, we started the pod. You know, Amanda's still Amanda. She's still the Leoness, mm-hmm. but man, I've watched some of her training videos and it's, it's just like, ah, it's she's just so tough. Now. It's just so ah. tough not to take her. I mean, ah. I mean, She's a I shouldn't minus say. I was just saying, not to take her. I I should say it's too hard to take. You know, the opposite side plus right. seven hundred. Uh, you almost have to. You almost have to just like toss a few five bucks, bucks or something on it. For on it crying yeah. out loud! I mean, I don't want to say that Amanda loses. I don't want to put that on her. But Megan's probably the stiffest competition she's faced for her title so yeah. far, at least one of her titles. Wrapping it up, the one we've all been waiting for, the one you guys are questioning so much. Everyone's questioning so much. Jan versus Izzy. Izzy's challenging him for the 205 belt, man. I know you're a big oh, Izzy guy. You, uh, you're, it, you've recently got into UFC over the past year. which nah, is past few years past now. Past few years. I mean, but really into it once yeah. ESPN Plus came out sure. and all the good stuff. And they really started partnering with ESPN. Yeah, it's been two, three years uh, now, but you're, not, yeah, you're com- not too far off. Compared to my decade <laughs> plus. <laughs> but this man, no, yeah, definitely not. But this man is a huge reason why I've yeah. continued. Yeah, he is so fun to watch. So technical, mm. so skilled. Yeah, what do you think of him going up there to light heavyweight here? So, I'm not, I'm not particularly worried about it because, as in the words of the great champion Izzy, everybody has power. You just have to have accuracy. Everybody He's so has confident, power. and you know the legendary Polish power will definitely be coming out and be looking for a knockout. But Izzy said. In an interview with Ariel Hawani, he said, I got two visions that I'm seeing for paths to victory. The first one I'm going to keep close to my chest, and I'm not going to tell nobody about, but I'm going to keep the receipts, and you can clip this right now. So <laughs> so when that happens, I'll let you guys know that I envision that too. But the second one is just going to be like the Paulo Costa fight, and it's going to be a big balloon animal coming in there charging after me, and he's going to get caught. Yep. You know... I told you earlier, too, that I've been watching Izzy since he used to fight Grand Prix K1 fights, three fights a night, and absolutely murder every one of his opponents. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even a challenge. I've been watching him for so long, man, and he he has been doing his thing before he even decided to come to the UFC. Yeah, I mean, yeah I'll be honest. I, I was a big Anderson Silva fan, uh, so that was actually the first fight I saw of him, and ever since then, I was, I was enthralled. Yeah, you I take, was so far in. You take down a king like that. It doesn't matter if he's yeah. 40, 43, <laughs> yeah, whatever no he way. was. Yeah, Anderson's one of the greatest. But Jan, you know, the legendary Polish power, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, he he's something. And if you go back and you watch the fight between him and Dom to get the belt, I mean, it wasn't even close. Right. It, it wasn't even close. And that's the only thing I'm scared about is just they stature-wise, they don't even look the same. Right. I mean, they don't even look in the same two weight classes apart. It, I don't know. We'll see. Izzy is super technical. He's got the move. He's got the range. And obviously, Jan has the freaking power. And if he if he catches one, that's what I'm scared about. Because it's not no Kelvin Gastelum. It's not no Paulo Costa. Mm-hmm. It's, Yoel Romero. it's not no Yoel Romero. All those guys have power, but they don't have They don't have the Jan, reach. They yeah. don't have Jan Blakowicz's power. And now, granted, Izzy's going to have some of the reach here. He's going to have some of the advantage. But, boys and girls, this is going to be... Fight, are you ready? Fight, are you ready? Like the freaking match, it is going to explode in that cage. Period. Period. Yep. It's it's. You better strap in. Don't fall asleep. Get your monster energy drinks out and guzzle those bad boys. Put them in an IV if you have to to stay up for this one because <laughs> this one probably won't be until 1130 at night, but you do not want to miss this. This is honestly the biggest headlining card. This will this might beat views for Connor and Dustin. Yeah, too. you're either going to see a tight matchup that's going to surprise you a little bit yep. or you're going to see an absolute display some more by Izzy. Right. Right. And it's just and it's it's so fun to watch when uh, he does he's that. He's so technical. He's just so fun to watch. Even for people who don't really know fighting that well, he just the way the he, control that he the has fluid and just the yeah. It's it's next level striking, man. It's text technical textbook next level striking. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Period. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up our UFC two fifty nine segment. We could not be more excited to bring that to you. It is going to be absolutely killer. Now, last but not least, moving on from UFC 259, we have an important announcement to make. 
We've been foreshadowing this for quite a while, and if you made it all the way to the end of this podcast, you are about to finally find out what the boys have been cooking up for the past couple weeks, days. We've had it on our mind for a while, and we finally hammered it out. Yep. What is it, you ask? It is the Talking the Line March Madness Tournament Challenge. That's right. Your boys are going to be hosting a tournament challenge. Now, the details are still a little open, and we will be sharing them via video on Twitter and Instagram and our socials. And, and we'll be hammering it out on these pods on for sure. On these pods, and we'll definitely be keeping you updated on the newsletter. But just know there is a March Madness Talking Line Tournament. couple of main key points. We wanted to do this for not only ourselves and not only for you guys as fans, but also for a, a cause greater than ourselves. Mm-hmm. So first things first, entry. Entry is going to be 10 bucks. okay? You think 10 bucks? Ah, I, don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, I can get it one for $2. Well, hear me out, okay? We're going to do 50-50. So we're going to take $5, and we're going to sit that in a pot for the winner of our tournament challenge, and we're going to take the other $5, and we're going to sit that in another pot. Now, that other pot is going to go to the Barstool Fund, and we could not be more happy to give it to them. Yeah, man. I come from a long line of entrepreneurs. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. My father was an entrepreneur. We owned a small business that we closed in 2016. Obviously, we're entrepreneurs. We have an internet company and an internet presence here. My mother is an entrepreneur. It runs in my blood. Small business runs in my blood. Small business and the pandemic has impacted my family because Mm -hmm. of small business. And I could not want to give back more to something that's more important than the Barstool Fund. Um, if the Barstool guys reach out or anything, we would we would love to connect with you guys, absolutely. But we will 100% be donating half of the proceeds of the Talking the Line March Madness Tournament Challenge to the Barstool Fund. Okay, so that is 100% guaranteed. So one more time, $10 entry. It's a 50-50. 50 of it is going to, 50% is going to go to the winner of the tournament challenge and the other 50% is going to go to the Barstool Fund. Yep. Okay. Now, another thing, okay, well, we're kind of new. We're thinking, oh, well, who knows who, who all is going to come in, sign up. If we get, we get 40 people, okay, there's 200 bucks. That's pretty cool, right? But let's, let's juice it up just a little bit. We'll juice it up just a little bit more for you. We're going to toss in also a nice little Amazon gift card. Uh, amount to be determined, but mm-hmm. it's going to be worth your while. Trust me. We're not going to give you 20 bucks for crying out loud. Like We're going to give you something worthwhile so you can actually go on there. Now, the thing is, if if this bot gets big, 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 obviously the Amazon card will be a little less. So it's going to be it's going to be in proportion to whatever the pot is. Right. If the pot's kind of smaller, we'll obviously get you a bigger Amazon card, whatever the case might be. Now, you ask as far as entry, how how the heck do we get in? We got to have the email link. We got to have all this shit. We got your back. Don't worry. It's going to be nice and easy. Either you can go on to Twitter and DM me at Colt TS Sports or Riley at RMAGS TS Sports on Twitter. You can DM us and... We will uh, provide you both my Venmo. We're just going to take it right to Venmo, just make it super easy for everybody. Um, and we will uh, keep the keep everything safe in there. That'll be all good. And then um, kind of losing my train of thought here. <laughs> Where was I going with that? Oh, we just, uh, yeah, I mean, details will still be yeah, hammered details, out. Yeah, so I, basically I'm, just I'm verification. Too, I'm getting too windy about it. Yeah, I was talking about DMs. I'm getting too windy is why I lost my train. Um, but yeah, it, hit us up in the DMs. We'll uh, send you the link. We'll tell you how to register. We'll give you the full contest details. We'll continue to bang that out. Um, but as far as it goes, there is 100% a talking the line March Madness Tournament Challenge. It is going to be a $10 entry. 50 50 50% of the pot going to the winner of the challenge and 50% donated back to the barstool fund by talking the line. And then we will also toss in an Amazon gift card. It will be on the tournament challenge app as well. So make sure you have that downloaded. We will send you the link. We will provide you with the password. We will keep track of everybody who has entered and paid, and we will make sure you get paid out and you rack in some cold, hard cash with the boys. It's going to be a blast. We can't wait to run it with you guys. I mean, this is going to be awesome. We'll we'll uh, we'll we'll tag along too. We'll obviously we're going to donate. We're going to be in there, and if we win, we'll uh, or either one of us win, we'll obviously 
not take the winnings <laughs> and we'll we'll pick the third best or I mean, we, third best or, or we'll throw it all or, the bars or, or whatever who knows? who knows we'll see what happens we'll lay that out. if we get to there but either way, get I'm going to win, though, so I might, well, <laughs> might as well hammer out those details. Either way, get ready for the Talking the Line March Madness Tournament Challenge. It is coming, ladies and gentlemen. We could not be more excited to bring it to you and uh, get you a little extra pocket filler so you can toss that in your sportsbook account. You're playing on house money. You're playing on TTL money. And now you get to steal even more of the sportsbook's money with money that's not even your own money. How good does that sound? That sounds great. Oh, come on, man. Sign up for the Talking the Line March Madness Challenge. Details come. Be sure to hit us up in the DMs, or if you are close personal to us, give us a call, shoot us a text. We will be sure to get you signed up, no doubt. And to wrap it up, as per usual, folks, I was kind of looking here, and we said shorter episode, but we got windy about 259, and oh, some yeah, fan questions and all types of stuff. We're moving right into an hour here now, but that's all right. I, as per usual, going to wrap it up with Colts, Colts Motivation Minutes. So I got to thinking, and I was kind of hitting a wall, and then all of a sudden it came to me what I wanted to lay on you folks going on into the weekend. And this is going to be the first of a five-part Colt Inspiration Corner series, and it is called Colts 5 Ps. And it's something that I've come up with over time, five words that start with the letter P, that have allowed me to change my perspective, change my thought, change my ideas. I don't want to give any of the words away saying peas. <laughs> um, have, have just allowed me to change my frame of mind and become successful in my days. I have all five of the peas written down on a piece of paper and taped to my wall. So I purposely look at them every single day and I keep them close to my heart. So without further ado, the first P is presence. P for presence. Now, you might be thinking, presence, presence. What what does Colt mean by presence? Well, the general definition of the word presence is the state or fact of existing, occurring, or being present in a place or thing. Now, think about that. Presence isn't just you're in a room. You're not sitting in a chair like Riley right across from me. And this goes back to a lot of the stuff that I preach on as far as controlling your brain, not allowing it to control you, not getting too sped up, having presence in every single moment. What do I mean by that? You have to be all being and all centered in every single moment that you find yourself. Your brain's not spinning 100 miles an hour grabbing onto other thoughts, other ideas, other stuff. Whatever you're doing, that is what you're doing. Your presence is locked in to that moment and that situation and nothing else. If you practice presence in everything you do, you focus on being in that moment, that space in time, you will become unbearably successful. I can promise you. When you take the time to focus on presence, to not, not worry about what the next move is going to be, what the next action is going to be, start creating worry and anxiety for yourself and wonder how all your problems are going to get solved and how all the answers are going to come to you, don't worry about it. Stay present. Stay focused. Stay in the moment. Presence is the biggest key that I can tell you. Don't let your brain control you. Control your brain, stay present, find your being. What is your being? It's that feeling right inside you, right in the center. Not, not your brain, not your head. It's what you feel right in your center, your heart, your physical, spiritual being. That's what you have to find. When you find that, when you apply that, and you find that presence, that is when you find true success. What do you think, partner? Yeah, tiny, uh, tiny example there. Yeah. Being present as far as a listening to that. Uh. Tried to reach down for a nice sip of water, poured it right down my chest. Got it all over his was face. Was not present Got when it. I was drinking that yeah, water. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%, <laughs> but that's okay. I kept it together because I, sir, was present. I kept it together. I could have very easily <laughs> lost it and laughed, which I am now because it was great. He literally spilled half a cup of water down the front of him. I mean, it was beautiful, but I stayed present. It's pretty on brand for me, though. So. <laughs> you know, Spilly Riley, but... um. Yeah, stay present, guys. But presence, if you don't remember anything that I just said about staying present, just remember the word presence. 
and come back to this moment, this second, right here, right now. Don't go any further. Allow your mind to be at ease and take advantage of every second. Point blank period. Sounds like Colton Hart Cash right there. Oh yeah, baby. So that is Colt's Motivation Minutes for the day. Stay present, be present, focus on presence, ladies and gentlemen. First of the five-part series of the five Ps. Obviously, the next P will be coming right along on Monday, so stay tuned if you are slowly becoming a fan of Colt's uh, Motivation Minutes. And without further ado, let's wrap this bad boy up. We've been uh, cooking right along here for a nice uh, little bit over an hour. Thank you guys so much for hanging out, sticking along. One thing I did want to mention, on the last episode of the podcast, we announced that we were partnering with Instacart to uh, bring you a pretty sweet deal. Didn't want to uh, take up two minutes time talking about it, but just wanted to say if you head on over to this episode's description, there is a link right down at the bottom, and it is the Instacart special talking the line link if you go on there and sign up using that link you get free delivery on your first order up to 35 dollars sounds good to me man. pretty sweet right yeah pretty sweet so uh sign on up hit that bad boy up take the stress of going to the grocery store off your plate don't go deal with all these people and all this hoopla during these times just order it on your phone and have it delivered to your front door mm-hmm. kick your feet up make it easy 100 percent. either way Go check out Instacart. Now, to close things out, partner, it's been one heck of an episode. We're closing out uh, week two here of the Talking the Line podcast. We have gained an inspiring amount of followers. I had no idea yeah. that uh, this was going to... Uh, every time, every week, every day, never ceases to amaze me. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep telling all your degenerate friends. Let's keep bankrupting all these sports books, man. We, we're we not stopping. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, or if you got somebody who's not a degenerate, but is like, oh, look at this little sports betting action. I don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. Hey, look no further. Says it in the bio, my friends. Analysis and insights from the first time better all the way up to the daily degenerate. We don't discriminate around here. You can be a male, a female, 100 years old, 21 years old. Got to be legal to bet. Mm -hmm. But if you are legal, we're accepting you. Come on in. You can be white, orange, yellow, pink, purple, or blue. You can come on in with the TTL crew. And if you're 15 years old and you want to listen to our podcast, we're probably not going to turn you away. I won't turn you away, but... You can't hammer in any of the locks, pal. Sorry. Mm-hmm. They check your social. You, you got to be 21. Yeah. Yeah. 21. Either way, can't wait to continue this absolutely awesome journey. We have so much more amazing content coming for you guys. Yeah, we have well, there's the podcast. We have pot, more podcasts coming, more podcast content coming. How can we get better than what we're doing now? You folks will see. We have other video content coming. I mean, the lab is on fire right now. We just are building the infrastructure to be able to roll it all out to mm-hmm. you guys at one time. So, partner, you got anything burning on the brain, on the heart, on the soul, any trends you've been watching, any bets you want to place, anything you've been thinking about during this whole last hour that you want to share with our kind and wonderful listeners? Yeah, I think Mitch Trubisky is going to be the Bears starter week one again. You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Or Nick Foles. Or Nick Foles. Maybe Alex Smith. How about Alex Smith? We're going to move on. How about Alex Smith? Ladies and gentlemen, I can't even finish the (laughs) podcast now. This is absolutely terrible. I don't know how I'm going to live my Friday. This man has ruined my day. (laughs) Without further ado, uh, all jokes aside, once again, thank you guys so much. Have a spectacular Friday. Unless you have other plans, let's cash some tickets.